episode of the mixed witches podcast by the time this episode come out comes out it'll be midway through june and that'll be sooner than i ever thought it'll be summer summertime that is the time of the leos i'm ready (laughs) okay but we're not at you yet i know but like i just i love summer I mean, I love all the seasons, but, like, summer. I'm bitter because mine will be done. That's all that <laughs> I'm happy because I can finally go out and, like, sit on the beach and not have to be bundled up on the beach. I like going to the beach when it's cold outside, too, but I, I like the beach when I can, when I don't have to be bundled up. So, speaking of, let's talk about cancer. <laughs> let's talk about cancer not- season. Leo season yet. Before we get to Leo, we have to go through Cancer. Sorry, Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also our last sign. We won't have any more acronyms. We've done them all. Holy shit. You're fucking right. Oh my god. Ooh. Ooh. So Cancer is one of my favorite signs. I love a Cancer. You are a crybaby cancer boy. Hit me up. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Cancer is the crab. And cancer is from June 21st to July 22nd. And then it's Leo season. So cancer has a negative polarity. Which is feminine slash yin energy. It is the cardinal water sign because cancer ushers us into summer and it is ruled by the moon. Cancer also rules the fourth house. If you remember, the fourth house is the house of home. Cancer also rules over the breasts and the stomach. And their mantra is, I feel. Cancer is represented by the chariot, the two of cups, three of cups, and four of cups. And as I just said, cancer ushers us into summer in the Northern Hemisphere. So here's some descriptors. These are both virtues and vices. I didn't separate. See it as you will. You can turn any good into a bad or a bad into a good. That's you. (laughs) That's your mentality. But cancers are nurturing, intuitive, maternal, empathetic, and can be defensive. Think of the crab. The crab is a soft animal in a hard shell with claws because they can be very vulnerable. So they put the shell on and then they have claws. Defensive. Cancers tend to have walls up. They don't, y'all don't trust very well. I don't blame you. <laughs> Cancer is the domicile of the moon and the exaltation of Jupiter. 
It is the detriment of Saturn and the fall of Mars. So you might have some struggle if you have Saturn and Mars and Cancer. So the first deacon of Cancer is ruled by Venus. So degrees 0 through 9 are ruled by Venus. If you have a planet in 0 through 9, those planets manifest as very romantic and creative. Kind of like very cuddly, squishy. Y'all are probably the type that are more maternal. Y'all are huggy. I get the feeling you guys are very huggy. <laughs> you guys give hugs. That's y'all. The second deacon of Cancer is ruled by Mercury. So degrees 10 through 19, if you have a planet here, you may have a soothing and comforting communication style where that planet may have very much Mercury energy. Like if you had like sun through 10 through 19, it would be... More like, if you were empathetic, you're empathetic like you're a talker. Like the therapist friend. Tell me what's wrong. I want to know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and then the third deacon of cancer is ruled by the moon, which is native to cancer. So degrees 20 through 29, it is the domicile. It means you can be very psychic and intuitive. Very much the cancer of cancers. You're probably the most defensive. I can think of three fictional people who are cancers. Sailor Moon, she is a cancer, obviously. Tim Drake, if you follow any DC mythology, I looked it up, his birthday is July, baby is a cancer. And Izuku Midoriya. <laughs> but also, Denki Kaminari and yeah. Shinso Hitoshi. Hey, babe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of but at least two of those people are known to be crybabies. Yeah. <laughs> Sailor Moon, like we don't outlier. need to put we don't need to put Sailor Moon and Izuku in the same room because it will flood. <laughs> it will just flood. And then Denki will we will all die because Denki will electrocute us all. <laughs> Hitoshi will be sitting there like finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally death. Hitoshi and Tan are in the back just <laughs> Take me. You know, you know, Hitoshi I'm has like. Go. <laughs> Hitoshi has like a moon or is an ascendant in Scorpio. Probably an ascendant. Seriously. Take me away. I'm ready to go. <laughs> no, I say to him, but canonically, not headcanon, but canonically, he would be the one building a boat, being like, get in the boat. For sure. For I sure. already planned. I already planned it out. I have three plans <laughs> of escape. <laughs> Hitoshi's just like, oh, bro, I'm trying to die. Please, let me, let me, let me just be. <laughs> As Tim's shoving him into the boat. Get, in the, get on the boat. <laughs> Not trying to hear it. Not trying to hear it today. <laughs> God damn it, Denki, control yourself. <laughs> Denki's already gone. <laughs> Ow, brain's mush. <laughs> <laughs> So, Izuku Midoriya's okay. second quirk is flood. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Him and his mother. Uh, oh my I sent you that picture of the two of them and they started crying and fucking burst through their burst through their uh, apartment window. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> I have a soft spot for cancer. It's just fucked up. My ex is a cancer. 
he was cancerous. Oh, no. Oh, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. No, he's all right. He was a cancer, though. <laughs> I was going to be a July baby, but I was not going to be a cancer. I was going to be a Leo like you. Oh, God. Would we have been friends? <laughs> oh, no. There wouldn't have been room enough. Honestly. I just wouldn't have been enough room for the two of us. We would have lost all of our friends a lot sooner if we had stayed friends. Yeah. Because we would have been just been way more annoying than we already are. Sorry, girl. We're already each other's only friend. If I would have been born a Leo like I should have been, we'd girl, we would have been no hope. <laughs> you have, what do you have? You have the better part. What? Not, sorry, Cancer. I didn't mean that. I said you have the better part. That's not, let me not disrespect the Cancers. Oh. <laughs> you're fine. Cancers, y'all are chill. I like you. Oh, you mean that you're done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What is else did they to say? Cancer is the crab. You're a water sign. Go away. No. <laughs> no, I love y'all. Cancer babies. Cancer puppy. I feel very sad that y'all are called cancer. It's just rude. <laughs> like, astrology came, we had, okay, the disease is ancient, but astrology came before medicine. So, like, that was a choice. They named it cancer. We did that. Why did we do that? Rude. It's rude. <laughs> rude bitches. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what do you have? I am talking about midsummer today. Yay! And I'm very excited. This is for one midsummer. of my more favorite pagan holidays. Yeah, it's like this, Samhain, and Yule are my favorite pagan holidays. Yep. They're just my favorite holidays in general, but, you know, we don't really have, like, a midsummer holiday in the U.S. Right. Yeah, everything else is replaceable, but this is on its own. Yeah, pretty much. So, midsummer, also known as Letha, also known as the summer solstice, uh, this is... Uh, okay, also known as the summer solstice, also known as the longest day of the year. <laughs> So unlike what the name suggests, Midsummer is actually the first day of summer and not halfway through it. Because I was reading on some sites, I, I think it was the first one that I pulled up and it said, oh yeah, Midsummer is midway through summer and that's why we're celebrating it. And it's like, that's a lie? <laughs> that's a lie. So I looked it up and I was like, yeah, the, Midsummer is the first day of summer. Crazy, what are you talking about? <laughs> they just... They saw it and they went, yeah, they didn't think about it again. They didn't think about it again. So, I'm going to repeat it. It's the first day of summer, not midway through summer. It is primarily held on the first day of summer, which this year will be June 21st for the Northern Hemisphere. Um, it often falls between June 20th and June 22nd. For the Southern Hemisphere, uh... Midsummer falls between December 20th and December 23rd. For the summer, for the southern hemisphere, y'all are going to be celebrating your winter solstice, which is on June 21st. 
some associations before I get into everything. So colors associated with midsummer are pale yellow, green, blue, white, very natural colors for like, not exactly spring colors, but pretty close. You're getting into the less of the green pastel side and more into the rich, rich yellow gold colors. Some herbs are chamomile, lemon, hemp, lavender, mugwort, wild thyme, wisteria, and verbena. Some stones are emerald, jade, lapis, diamond, and tiger's eye. Some deities you can worship on this day are Amor um, ooh. <clears throat> Amaterasu, which is Shinto, Aten, which is Egyptian, Apollo, obviously, my ruling deity, is Greek, Hestia, also Greek, Horus, Egyptian, Huitzilopochtli, oh god, it's a really long Aztec name, and I wrote out how to say it, and I still fucked it up. So it's Huitzilopochtli. I'm not going to spell it because that's too long. Next, you have Juno, which is Rowan, uh, Lu, which is Celtic, Sulis Minerva, which is Celtic slash Roman, Suna or Sol, which is Germanic. Some incenses, incenses? Incense is sage, mint, basil, St. John's wort, wort, and sunflower and lavender. So in terms of the wheel of the year or the goddess and the god, the goddess is very pregnant at this point and the sun god is at his height of virility. So you remember the last holiday we talked about, Beltane was just, it's a sex holiday. The goddess was getting pregnant. So now she's very pregnant. She's all she's much into her pregnancy. And the sun god is just full of vitality, full of virility. This is the peak of the solar year, and while it is a time for celebration, it also means that the sun's power will now begin to wane. The days will start to get shorter and the nights longer from now on. In terms of the holly and the oak king, if you remember from when I talked about Yule, these, these two kings battle twice a year, and this is when the oak king will surrender his reign to the holly king. So the holly king wins this battle, and so begins the descent into winter. Some traditions that are associated with midsummer. And this is caught coming from goddess and goddess and greenmen.co.uk. So bonfires were lit at sacred places and people would stay up all night on midsummer, midsummer's eve to watch the sunrise. Also, you'll remember from my Yule episode, this is the second time of year where thousands of people gather at Stonehenge, Stonehenge, Stonehenge for the sunrise. 
Uh, people danced around these fires and leapt through them, and blazing herbs were used to bless the animals. Seems to be a common theme around um, traditional celebrations. Trees near wells and fountains were decorated with colored cloths. And mistletoe, which is usually considered a Yuletime thing, um, was often gathered ceremonia ceremonially at this time because it, would at, it was at its peak. Some things that you can do to celebrate midsummer, um, you can make a honey cake. You can perform any kind of divination related to love and romance. You can go and have an outdoor picnic, an out, outdoor feast. So like barbecues or a potluck, have everybody bring something to have, so on and so forth. You can sing and dance around a bonfire. You can create flower crowns. This is something I want to do. I want to create a flower crown and wear it all day. Maybe not all day. It'd probably just be at night. But still, flower crowns. You can light a white candle in front of a mirror and say your own Letha prayer. Then wait for it to burn down. You can volunteer, volunteer, volunteer or do something for others. You can go to the beach or for a hike. And you can also make sun tea. Some traditions that are celebrated around the world, because this just is the thing that I do now. <laughs> Some traditions are in Fairbanks, Alaska. They celebrate the Midnight Sun. So they have a Midnight Sun Festival, which um, from what I was reading, it happens the Sunday before Midsummer. And it's a 12-hour street festival, a 12-hour street fair with live music, culminating with a Midnight Sun baseball game on the actual solstice. So for this baseball game, they, the first pitch is thrown at 10 p.m. instead of whenever it's usually thrown. Not at 10 p.m., I assume. Probably more like 3 p.m. In Ottawa, Canada... Um, this is the Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival. So it's a three-day-long festival where uh, food by Indigenous chefs is made, traditional costumes and cultural events occur, and there's also a traditional powwow. Midsummer or Midsommar in Sweden. Everybody heads to the country with loved ones. Some of the traditional things that they do is they walk barefoot in the morning dew for good health. They create flower crowns in women's hair to celebrate beauty and fertility. And you might see them dancing around a maypole. In Kronia, Greece, some modern Greeks will trek 9,573 feet to the peak of Mount Olympus. In Iceland, they have a secret solstice festival, which is not so secret. From what I was reading, it became common knowledge in 2008, some time frame, sometime in the early 2000s. It takes place from June 26th to June 28th, and it seems to be this like really big music festival. 
From what I was reading for this year, there's a 130 artist lineup with 80, 80 of them coming from Iceland, the Iceland itself. In Finland and Norway, they create just massive bonfires. Just massive bonfires. In Austria, they do the same thing, except they create massive bonfires on top of mountains in Tyrol, which makes uh, like all the mountain peaks essentially light up. In St. Petersburg, Russia, this is called the White, White Nights Festival, and it includes things like classical ballet, opera, um, a scarlet sails celebration, carnivals, and music performances. <clears throat> and in New York Times Square, which I found very weird and very interesting, they do a day-long yoga event. Nice. Yeah. And that's what I have. That's what I have for Midsummer. Wow. It's going to be a short episode. This is also the last holiday. We've done all the other ones. Oh, yeah. Is it? It is, isn't it? It's crazy. Wow. Did you say, I have a craft here. I don't know if you said it, but I also have you could make a sun catcher. Or a oh, sun no. Wheel. I didn't. That's cool. I also have you could, like, make a bird feeder or a birdhouse. Aw, birds. I don't think that would be cute. I may not make one. I may paint one, though. Mm, that's a good one. Like, buy one and paint it. Yeah, that's good, too. Girl, you know I'm about to make some honey cakes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Me and you. Um, You know, Aphrodite loved that shit. For sure. She'd be like, yes. She sent up there like, yes. They were all gathered around. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) hands out just thank you (laughs) excuse me i would like some of that the whole thing the whole the whole pot no you don't get any they are all for us just set (laughs) the pan on my hands and go away (laughs) and fuck off (laughs) what kind of media do you have well I thought about doing Sailor Moon, and I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want to. What I do want to do, I want to talk about, because cancer's a water sign, and I want to do water. H2O. Oh. Because I guess I'm in my feels. <laughs> See, it says season one premiered in 06, and I'm like, I guess this is this is what I'm doing. This is just the, you didn't grow the up in theme the early 2000s. of You're the month. Getting an education. <laughs> so H2O Just Add Water is an Australian TV show that we used to get to see. <laughs> it is about mermaids. Specifically, three teenage girls who are mermaids. And they get out of the water and are not mermaids. And every time they get wet, they become mermaids to struggle. You know, honestly, that would just be annoying. Yeah. I love baths. I would die. <laughs> yeah. So, this is what Wiki said. We have Ricky, Emma, and Cleo. 
and they find themselves stranded on the mysterious Mako Island, where they end up in a pool under a dormant volcano, just as a full moon passes above them, bathing the pool in light. So then they're rescued and brought back to shore. They return to their lives. They think everything's normal. But it's not. (laughs) It's not normal. But it's not. (laughs) The girls find out that 10 seconds after coming into contact with water, they transform into mermaids. After further experimentation, the girls also discover they have supernatural powers over water. Like mermaids. So that is their struggle. They can't take baths. If it rains outside, you know, you can't, they can't get wet. Because they got to keep everything a secret. That's very, it's like very, uh. I was trying to read the rest. <laughs> I was like, am I going to say any of this? It was very on the nose for me collecting shells the other day. Yeah. I think I already talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Me collecting shells your- and calling them scales. Mermaid Scale. scales. In season three, we Emma leaves and we get a new character named Bella. And it's discovered that she's been a mermaid since she was nine. And then they become the other two become friends with her. And then they also get a new boy character, which fuck them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. (laughs) So, the wiki right here says, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do remember it's about mermaids. How do you forget? It's about mermaids. That's the only thing I remember. And as a child, as a little girl, I was the one, every time I got in the pool, I pretended that my legs were fused together and I was a mermaid. So, I am here for the mermaids. I was one of those little girls. <laughs> so Miss Ricky here is aloof and rebellious, and her power is the ability to control heat in water, ranging from boiling to when ranging from warm to boiling, which eventually grows to allow her to control fire and lightning. That's kind of badass, right? Emma is one is the one who is more confident and responsible, if somewhat controlling, of the three. She has the ability to freeze water, and later develops the ability to control clouds, ice, and snow. Also badass. That's pretty dope. Cleo is the more shy one, and she's a little awkward, and she doesn't even like water, which sucks. You're a mermaid now, (laughs) ma'am. I guess that would make you pretty good at avoiding she eventually becomes outgoing and personal, and she is able to control and mold the form of water, as well as increase or decrease the amount of water present. She is later able to control the wind. Was she like a sponge? She just... <laughs> <laughs> so one of the people trying to help them keep their secret is a boy named Louis. He becomes Cleo's boyfriend. He's academically gifted, and thinks of himself as a scientist. He's a smarticle. That's probably why he asked. He was asked, to, hey, we're going to fuck this up. We need you to keep the secret. <laughs> Just in case we screwed up. Right. <laughs> Miss Bella, the new girl, mermaid since nine, is a singer. 
She became a mermaid in the sea caves of Ireland. And she has the power to change water into gelatin and a crystalline substance. Oh, what? She could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, her and the new dude character that I said, his name's Will, they become a couple. And Will is a swimmer and a free diver. That's cool. You did that. Hated it. (laughs) I hated diving so much. (laughs) Junior was better at it. (laughs) I had a lot of swimmer friends, but I didn't swim. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Mostly you and Jay, but that's okay. I forgot Jay was a swimmer. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) While exploring Mako Island, Will finds the moon pool and is attacked by the water. Which then... That's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Why would the water do that? It's rude. Which then causes him to search for the cause of why the water is scary. Which then makes him, you know, figures out that they're mermaids. So this whole series... It is a teenage girl show. It has teenage girl problems. Right. Dating. Parents. I'm not Australian, so there's probably other stuff. What's it like to live in Australia? Do y'all have issues? I bet it's a nightmare because... (laughs) It's hot. I was thinking more of the creatures that want to kill you. There's spiders. Everything there that wants to kill you. There's spiders. There's fucking kangaroos. Them too. <laughs> but there's snakes and spiders, and Tasmanian devils, and platypuses, and echidnas, <laughs> and fucking weird ass animals. And platypuses. <laughs> everything everything me. that God thinks he messed up a little bit <laughs> is in Australia. Everything that God said, oof, too, is in Australia. Ooh, I screwed that one up a little bit. I sneezed when I was creating it. My bad. So, H2O was like, to be fair, I didn't watch it like that much, but I will say this, like there's a lot of mermaid shows. And I do remember watching this one. So lots of things about mermaids. And I do remember, it was the fact that they like, they could never touch water. That was my, that I remember, that's my thing. Thought that was weird. But also like, that's a very good, um, what's it called? <sighs> it's a very good um I'll think of it at like three AM. Okay. I'll be mad about it later. You'll just text me about it. <laughs> that thing like that plot device that's like For shadowing? unnecessary. Uh-huh. No, like like I know what it's called. It starts with an M. I have no idea what you're talking about. Girl, my brain. (laughs) (laughs) My brain don't do brain things. I'm literally going on AO3 because I know somebody has it in a summary of a story that I have saved. (laughs) That's sad. It's a MacGuffin. Oh. It's a to me. It's a bit of a MacGuffin being like, oh, they're mermaids and they can't get in the water, and you're just like, oh. Wow. 
<laughs> wow. What a conundrum. <laughs> How fucking coincidental. What a coinky dink. <laughs> yeah. My friend had a pool. And we would play mermaids a lot. Pretend to be mermaids a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was one we of had the things I did when I was in the pool, too. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a little girl thing. That's just what you do. You didn't do it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, cancer, water sign, full moon makes me think of H2O and mermaids. Fair enough. To be fair, Pisces is the mermaid sign, but like, oh well. Sorry, Pisces. <laughs> Where did you, Pisces? You already got your turn. There's no shows about crabs. Well, there probably is, but I don't want to talk about them. Besides Mr. Krabs from Spongebob, that's, that's it. That's the only that's crag, that's crab I can think, I can think of. of. Crabs aren't, we don't talk, we don't talk about crabs and I didn't want to talk about Sailor Moon. Also, if you didn't get like Australian TV, like if you didn't have it where you live, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did we get that? <laughs> I don't know. The 2000s were a strange time. You're right. <laughs> Some of y'all are listening to this were probably born in 2005. Fair enough. I just realized they'd be 16. Oh. Ew. Don't. Why'd you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yesterday, or not yesterday, the other day I was talking to my chief and I did it again. You know how I've been telling you that I've been mixing up my age recently? <laughs> I did it again. She asked me how old I was, and I was like, oh, I'm 23. I turned 24 in August. And I didn't even realize until after the fact. I was like, oh, my God, I just lied to her. I turned 25. What the fuck? Why can't I remember my own age anymore? I've literally had to go back and count from 1996 a couple of times because I just can't remember. <laughs> Is it because it doesn't okay. matter? What is it? I'll remember it for you. Okay. <laughs> you turned 25. I just don't understand why I don't remember. <laughs> it's like I never adjusted to being 24 and said, yes, this is my new age. Hmm. I mean, that is around the time when we were getting, like, deep into the witchcraft, so maybe it's just a thing. For me, at least. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you forgot. It's, it's just like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. It's a fucking, it's a fucking circle, not it's a illusion. line. It's fake. Oh, man, don't even. <laughs> Let's not even get started. Let's not get started about this. <laughs> we can do that when we talk about ghosts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your media? Okay. I'm going to be talking about a Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare. Wow. And if you don't know what this is, I don't know what kind of high school you went to. Good girl. Because I feel like this is just a common high school thing. Is there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of plays by William Shakespeare that I don't know about. But this is the one I knew about before I'd ever read the play. So, um, the play consists of four, this is coming from Wikipedia, the play consists of four interne interconnecting plots 
Connected by the celebration of the wedding of Duke Theseus of Athens and Amazon Queen Hippolyta, which are set simultaneously in the woodland and in the, in the realm of fairyland under the light of the moon. The play opens with Hermia, who is in love with Lysander, resistant to her, father, her father's demand that she wed Demetrius, who he has arranged for her to marry. Helena, Hermia's best friend, pines unrequitedly for Demetrius, who broke up with her to be with Hermia. Engaged, Aegeus, Aegeus, however the fuck you say his name, Aegeus is her father. Aegeus invokes an ancient Athenian law before Duke Theseus, whereby a daughter needs to marry a suitor chosen by her father or else face death. Theseus offers her another choice, lifelong chastity as a nun worshipping the goddess, goddess Diana. Like, what kind of fucking... What kind of bullshit? That's not better. Right? Peter Quince and his fellow players, Nick Bottom, Francis Flute, Robin Starveling, Starveling, whatever the, however you fucking say that name, Starveling, Tom Snout, and Snug, plan to put on a play for the wedding of the Duke and the Queen, the most lamentable comedy and most cruel death of Pyramus and Thisbe. Quince reads the names of the characters and bestows them on the players. Nick Bottom, who is playing the main role of Pyramus, Pyramus, I think I've been saying that wrong. Pyramus? Pyramus? How should I say it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to mm, It's Pyramus. Whichever feels right. Pyramus feels right. <laughs> Don't think about it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pyramus is an over is over enthusiastic and wants to dominate others by suggesting himself for the characters of Thisbe, the lion, and Pyramus at the same time. Quince insists that Bottom can only play the role of Pyramus. Bottom would also rather be a tyrant and recites some of the lines of Ericles. Bottom is told by Quince that he would do the lion so terribly as to frighten the duchess and ladies enough for the duke and lords to have the players hanged. Snug remarks that he needs the lion's part because he is slow of, slow of study. Quince assures Snug that the role of the lion is nothing but roaring. Quince then adds the meeting telling him that the actors at the duke's oak we meet. Whatever. <laughs> in a parallel plot, Oberon, king of the fairies, and Titania, his queen, have come to the forest outside Athens. Titania tells Oberon that she plans to stay there until she has attended she has attended Theseus and Hippolyta's wedding. Oberon and Titania are estranged because Titania refuses to give her give her Indian changeling to Oberon for use as his knight or henchman, since the child's mother was once of Titania's was one of Titania's worshippers. Oberon seeks to punish Titanians, Titania's disobedience. He calls upon Robin Puck of Goodfellow, his shrewd and knavish sprite, to help him concoct a magical juice derived from a flower called Love in Idleness, 
which turns from white to purple when struck by Cupid's arrow. When the concoction is applied to the eyelids of a sleeping person, that person, upon waking, falls in love with the first thing that they perceive. He instructs Puck to retrieve the flower with the hope that he might make Titania fall in love with an animal of the forest and thereby shame her into giving up the little Indian boy. He says, and ere I take this charm... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so basically, as you can... As you can... Uh, you guys know how stories work. And you guys also might know the plot of A Midsummer Night's Dream. It just gets all fucked up because Puck. Because, because Puck. Puck. So everybody's asleep in the forest at some point, And he basically puts it on everybody's... Everybody's. So Lysander falls in love with Helena. Um... I guess it doesn't matter. Like, people just fall in love with the people they're not supposed to be with, so on and so forth. Uh, Bottom gets turned into... I want to say he gets turned into a donkey, if I remember correctly. Or he's wearing the head of a donkey, something to that effect. Bottom essentially becomes an ass. (laughs) And somebody also falls in love with him. (laughs) An ass. An ass. It's all just a... Bottom. It's all just a big mess of a plot, and of course, by the end, everybody's who they're supposed to be with, everybody's falling in love who they're supposed to fall in love with, and marries who they're supposed to marry, because plots and, what are they called? Fairies. Stuff like that. (laughs) I can't. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's cute, but it's a mess. (laughs) Like, this was one of my favorite ones. This yep. and, um... Because fairies. I want to say Macbeth was the other one that I really liked. I am a big Hamlet bitch. Ah. I will, yeah. I will never forgive my teacher for not letting me do the monologue. She said, does anybody want to do anything? And she kept asking us the whole damn time. And the moment I said yes... She was like, no, I'm going to do that part. I'm like, why did you ask? <laughs> was it Macbeth or Hamlet that ha- that had all the blowjob jokes? <laughs> so I don't remember. Oh, Shakespeare. I just... Yeah. Re- <laughs> I want to say it was Hamlet. That's what I want to say it was. I just remember that we were reading it in Myths and Legends. And Mr. Ricketts had a fucking, he had a bell, and he had one of the guys read the part about blowjobs, <laughs> where it was just a whole, like, just slew of blowjob jokes. And every time one of them would come by, he'd ring the bell, and then, like, he'd wait for us to stop and think about it and start laughing, and then he'd have the guy continue on and ring the bell again. And unfortunately, this guy didn't really understand what he was reading, so... <laughs> So we'd explain it to him, and he'd be like, Mr. Ricketts, that's rude! Oh my god, I can't believe you had me say stuff like that! And we're like, keep going. Keep going, man. Keep going, man. You're already halfway through. I don't remember us talking about any of that when we did Hamlet. That could be a teacher thing, though. 
It was definitely just, I think it was just a Mr. Ricketts thing. It could be Macbeth, because we did not read Macbeth, so I could not tell you. <laughs> I don't, I just don't remember. Because I want to say that we read Macbeth and Hamlet side by side, like, one right after the other. Well, that's probably why you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember we read Oedipus Rex, and that was, that was a good one. I liked that one. <laughs> and he, like, it was around Mother's Day, and on Mother's Day, he came in and he just started making a bunch of Oedipus Rex jokes. And we're like, Mr. Ricketts, you need to stop. <laughs> stop while you're ahead. Stop making motherfucker jokes. It's not funny. <laughs> but it was. It was funny. It was like a bunch of dad jokes about Oedipus Rex. And we're like, what is this weird mixture of dad jokes and English teacher jokes. What is going on here? But that's what I have. Fairies and magic and people falling in love with each other that they're not supposed to fall in love with and so on and so forth. So, <laughs> you want to stick around with us. <laughs> After all I, of that. <laughs> I don't know what you would do. But if you would do... <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search it up Next Witches Podcast, and you will find us there. We have accounts on both. Or you can shoot us an email, mixwitchespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Society6, which is also at Podcast. Or you can go to our website and find us at mixedwitchespodcast.squaredspace.com. We'll put our midsummer celebrations pictures and shit. Yeah, that'll be nice. That would be nice. That'd be fun. We'll try to remember to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't remember to do half the things I should. Thanks. You you can tell my depression is getting bad you. because I have bad memory. <laughs> my memory is getting worse again. I will text you. <laughs> Yay. Like, it's midsummer. Do things. Do things. Do something. And it's like, oh... <laughs> Put it on the website. Do something. I want to act like we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take like a day or two off for midsummer. Like take Sunday through Tuesday off or something. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. My boobs are really bouncy today. Oh, I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more concerned. I'm like, why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, hmm, this is peculiar behavior. Suspicious. My my cycle is done. They're not swollen no more. Suspicious. Suspicious. It's Aphrodite's fault. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Hermes' fault? It, 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 I don't want to blame him, because then he might do something. Mercury, Mercury's in retrograde. I'll, he might do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways... Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the little bit about cancer season and the little bit about midsummer. Happy birthday, cancer. Yeah, happy birthday, birthday cancer. You were the last sign. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we hope to see you guys next week. Bye. Our minds were getting faded Did not appreciate all that they created We're chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
less Keeping score but failing at the test Y'all chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew You've got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down the easiest street again Damn, X marks the spot or is it O? Then feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Damn, 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 damn,